This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA on this fine afternoon. There's light coming in the windows if you join us on video. Uh, but uh, we got an exciting uh, interview coming up here in a moment. But first, please go check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and IndieWrestling.us where you can find this. A lot of past interviews that we've done over the years for the Indie Mayhem Show. Other great podcasts over at Wrestling Mayhem Show, of course, uh, where we're talking with. And we have a lot of the guys from the Indies on as well to talk with them about what's going on and catch up with them there too. And of course, you can find a lot of the guys that we have and girls in action over over on IndieWrestling.us and IndieWrestling.network, and uh, today's guest is no exception to that. If you uh, want to drop a line, uh, interviews, uh, uh, questions for interview, interviews that we have announced already, or if you have recommendations for people uh, that we should have on the show, because frankly, we can't watch all the wrestling out there, and if there's anybody you think we really need to have a conversation with, please let us know by dropping us a line at goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com uh, or 412-206-WMS0 is the hotline number and you can leave a voicemail on there and uh feel free to junk dial that too we, we do encourage that over on the wrestling mayhem show uh just for, just for, you know just for funsies so my guest this week is uh somebody who's been making moves we had him last on in his i believe debut on the pro wrestling illustrated 500 the pwi 500 yeah, a, a few months ago and uh thank you you're, you're coming through town and you got some new news that we're going to talk about today pb smooth What's going on? Back with us in studio. Glad to be back. Making our couch look small. It's <laughs> <laughs> the comfy couch right here. That's right. That's right. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, the drive wasn't too bad. You know, a little snow here and there, but it's to be expected ah, where we live. You're hanging out in the area. You're used to that up there, especially even this weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you got a little bit of that. <laughs> so, Definitely. <laughs> uh, I mean, speaking of this weekend, you had a you had a big weekend of revenge, and uh, we can catch up on that for a moment, though. Uh, because I know you've been making a lot of moves. I think since we've had you on, you you had become the uh, Revenge Pro uh, uh, champion up there. Yeah, Revenge Heavyweight Championship was mine. And then uh, Bill Collier decided to, um, I don't know how to describe what he did, but it's kind of weird when uh, the teacher tries to beat up on a student. Mm-hmm. But it's all good, though. You know, I'm going to run it up. I'm going to get it back, and I'm going to handle that when it's time to. He had to change. The Momo mask still kind of creased me out. Yeah, that's really weird. I don't know why anyone would want to wear that mask. But, I mean, he's he's being a clown right now, and that's what clowns do. They wear mm-hmm. masks. So. so tell me a little bit about that, because, uh, of course, um, you, you beat up some young kid people I don't think anybody's heard of called Wordlow <laughs> <laughs> for that championship initially. Yeah. Um, Wordlow was fun, man. He was, uh, was a, one of the toughest matches I've ever had. He was a guy that I always wanted to wrestle against because – they always say he was the best big man in the Pennsylvania area, mm-hmm. and I'm in the Pennsylvania area. I say, so, he, I say there's know. a lot of competition for that right now. Yeah, there definitely seems. is. You got me, you got Duke Davis and Gannon Jones. You know, like there, there's a lot going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the, well, I, I think I walked up to you once at an IWC show like over a year ago, and it was like, I think it was probably like you and Colby and, and the main event, and I'm just like, 
it's nice not being the tallest one at a wrestling show, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, we built, like, some real athletes out here, man. Yeah, because, I mean, I remember back in the day, like, meeting Ray Rowe, and he just looked like just a giant, formidable guy. And I'm 6'4", you yeah. know, and I walk up to him. I'm just like, why? Am I, how am I taller than Ray Rowe, right? <laughs> that's, like, destroying people in there. But, I mean, yeah. that, that's for me, you know? But uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's great to see, like, this. And, and it seems like Revenge, they like the big guys. You know, like, I, I think, like, some of the indies are not maybe putting the big guys in those positions, but, like, the main event is always, like, uh, as I, I know mainstream Matt likes to call a hoss fight, it seems. Yeah, Revenge loves um, up-and-coming co- up talent. Yeah. So, um, the guys that are about to blow that haven't blown up yet mm. you know, still want to get that good quality ring time, still work in front of a, a great fan base, uh, they come to Revenge. Um, Absolutely. So it's a great place to be. So, speaking of up that way, um, you're a grad of Mercyhurst. Yeah, up there. And uh, I understand there was some big news that, that came out this last week. We were sharing the article over on our social media uh, from Go Erie. And I know I saw you on your social media. You, you signed in the papers and Instagram <laughs> set up. Tell us about this. So there's a PB Smooth uh, scholarship. Now, yeah, right? the PB provides scholarship. Yeah. Uh, so basically how it started was um, I always wanted to give back and do something for the community that has helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always, it was always on my bucket list to do something like that. You know, like when I signed a six figure contract, I'm going to donate such and such money here or there. And then it got to a point where I'm just like, why wait? You know, like, mm-hmm. I, like tomorrow's not promised, you know? Yeah. Like none of us expected Kobe Bryant to die, but he did. So my thing is like, I want to start living the life I want to live now, as opposed to feeling like I'm chasing the dream, you know, or it's more like living the dream for me. And I want to be able to pass the torch and help other people, especially that look like me, get to where I am or where they want to go and stuff like that. And um, as you know, Twitter can be very toxic for everyone's mental health. And all I would see every day is just negative comments about wrestlers and how they don't know how to be good role models and this, that, and the third. So um, all those things tied in just forced me to say, you know what, like, I just want to go do it now as opposed to waiting. Has this been a long time coming or, or like what, you know, how how long have you been working on this, getting this together? Honestly, it all happened pretty fast. Really? I'd say within like five or six months, maybe. Okay. Cause it was, it was one of those things where, um, I just wanted to act on it. Cause like I, I keep a close circle of friends around me that I really trust that, um, have my back on certain things. And one of them's the, one of these girls that does my gear, her name's Samantha. And we were talking about it one day and she's like, just go do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have friends that are just doers, like impulsive in that way of like not waiting for the next day or being procrastinating and stuff like that. Cause when you do that, you don't get anything done. Mm-hmm. So once she said that, I reached out to the contact I had that put me in contact with the guy that's head of financial aid over there. Um, we met for lunch and I told him what I wanted to do. Um, he, he had to go over some logistical things with me, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it was set in stone that we were going to do it. And then just kind of went from there. So, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what what is the, you know, what are the qualifications for the scholarship? Tell me a little bit of background about that. Yeah. So basically, um, I'm donating money to um, an incoming African American student that wants to go into the communication department, mm-hmm. like, like I did. I went through communications for my undergrad. So um, right now, we're just looking for somebody that fits that caliber that wants to come into that department. Because there's such a stigma on the communication major in general that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. live in this world now where people, they want to go for like just a doctor or like business or something that just has like a straight path. And life really isn't like that all the time. 
And we're missing out on a lot of people when it comes to good reading skills, good writing skills, um, being unbiased when delivering news and reporting and stuff like that. And it's because people are afraid or don't want to go into that department. So I feel like if we had more communication majors, it would make a huge impact. And it would also, a black communication major would help with the diversity at the school I went to. So Absolutely. I think it it's going to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, see, and, then, and, and I think when people hear communications, they think going into television, going into uh, radio, right? Yeah. Like, I know that's what I used to think when I would hear about Point, Point Park's program, but it really is like, it so is the broad. social media, it is the video, and, you know, we all basically have, you know, studios in our pocket at this point, right? Yeah. So, so it's a little bit more than that and, that, and that helps you now with how you put yourself over in your wrestling career. Absolutely, and it's such a broad thing that if you don't like one aspect of it, you can go into something else. Yeah. There are so many majors where you can't do that because I have friends that make a lot of money, but they don't like their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that don't make as much money, but they're happy. And then eventually they will make that much money. So it's kind of like just opening people's eyes to the different possibilities out there. And it definitely helps me when uh, even just reaching out to promoters, like having the right grammatical sentences and mm-hmm. not sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about. It helps with negotiation. It helps with being professional and presentable like there's so many things like when you have to sign a contract you got to read it you need you need mm-hmm. to know the fry, the fine print you need to know how to think critically like there's so much that goes into it that people don't realize and it's just like getting skipped over in this generation and i know and we talked about a little bit about your background on a previous episode but to kind of recap so you were going to communications you obviously had um kind of this line going with basketball at the time yeah you know was was that just you know for you at the time was it an interest to get into communications or did it just kind of make sense next to what you were doing in the sports world um i've always had a passion for it because when i was really young my mom would make me read these books and write her book reports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I wasn't even in school and she had me doing stuff like this. So my first passion was writing. And then I dipped into wanting to do journalism and whatnot. And then I ended up wanting to work in public relations. But basketball seemed like the dream at the time. So hmm. I kind of wanted to go for both of them. And um, I like where I'm at now in life because everything I learned in communication and with my master's degree, it all applies to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. with wrestling and, and life in general so it's great so that, that is interesting because i know a lot of people um i mean there's that discussion of you know having a plan a plan b when it comes to wrestling but really the plan a can really enhance that plan or the plan b can enhance the plan a with yeah. professional wrestling but at the same time i don't even look at it like that you know no. i just look you're at looking it as, at holistically yeah there's so many things i want to do like i don't mm-hmm. believe in having a plan a b and c if this doesn't work if that doesn't work because when you do that just like Will Smith said in the interview, you distract yourself from plan A. Mm-hmm. You can't give yourself full focus if you're worried about, well, if this goes wrong. Because yeah. you're already thinking in your mind, this isn't going to happen. Or you have an end date or you have an expiration on plan A, right? Yeah. And what people you- always ask me, uh, when are you going to make it in wrestling or what year are you going to stop? I'm like, we're going to do it till I don't want to do it anymore. Exactly. I'm, I'm happy, you know? Yeah. I'm still going to write a book at some point. I'm still going to do the scholarship like I just did. Like all of those things are plan A. Mm-hmm. We're going to make plan A happen. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and it is it is important to look at. I mean, we're looking at guys in WWE that are making it now and have been yeah. around for 15, 20 years in some cases. Yeah, the so, rules I mean, don't apply anymore. I say no, no. It's not like five years and let's hope. And, and those lucky, you know, those lucky few that get a look after what, three years sometimes? You know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole different world for that. Yeah, everyone's story is different, and people don't want to realize that. Like, even myself, like I used to get caught in the 
game of comparison or this person blew up before I did or whatever. Yes. You don't know what their life is like. You don't know what they went through to get where they are. And you don't know if they're happy. Mm -hmm. You don't. So you can only focus on keeping yourself straight and doing what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, usually it takes uh, several years for that overnight res- success to happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the truth, man. Um, so we actually do have a couple people in the chat room. So I wanted to pass along a question here. Uh, we got Brian saying, call a coroner, of course, <laughs> giving a shout out to you. Uh, Jason's asking, and since we're talking about kind of dreams in the future here, uh, who is your dream opponent? Let's throw that out there for the moment here. I'm going to be completely honest with you. When I get asked that, I typically like make it up <laughs> because I don't. It, it, I think it's, it's just like, what is my dream opponent? If you're just like tomorrow, if I had my opponent, who would that be yeah, now, it's, right? It's never been like that for me. I just want to wrestle guys that are like good and want to have good matches. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like I want to wrestle a high flyer, a big man, a, a luchador. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to enjoy every aspect of it. It's never really been for me. And, you've, wanna, had, and you've had such a variety, too. Yeah. I mean, between like opponents I've seen you against, you know, it's from that to tagging with Hornswoggle of all, all people. Right? Yeah, it's it's been all I over mean, the place. I mean, that's that's got to be. I mean, you know, growing up, getting into wrestling. I mean, it's just like like my partner's going to be Hornswoggle. Yeah, I like that ne- guy <laughs> that I watched on TV. How many times, right? Yeah, I would have never thought that. And then when we had the six man tag with Cowboy Bob Orton, I would have never oh, thought that would have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little. I mean, it is the interesting thing is it like you know with indie wrestling is you know even filming on my like like two years in being like I'm filming million dollar man do million dollar man things yeah like there's like a cool vibe to that that you can be right next to right yeah so um uh <laughs> Brohemus says he's the, he's the dream opponent <laughs> out there what's uh, up Brohemus Brohemus hanging out here what's it's my up guy. He was just on the Wrestling Mayhem show this past week, hanging out with us on Mayhem Mania. Um, so, so tell me a little bit more about you know you, you, you there was some great stuff I read in the article, and I, and I see this at the shows too. You talked about being a positive influence, and 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 kind of what happens at even at, at your at your t shirt booth. You have yeah. a lot of great conversations. Yeah, I run into a lot of kids, you know. It's funny because growing up, I was always afraid of kids. But they always <laughs> liked me because I was tall, so they would try like swing on my arms and stuff like that. But uh, just seeing, like, even when I did Monday Vibes, like, back in the day. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it didn't get, like, thousands of views and stuff like that, but I would still every now and then get somebody that messaged me, like, hey, I tried a cold shower today and I feel really good. Or, hey, this worked out for me. I just want you to know, like, I appreciate it. So when you know that you are making a difference, like, that's the most fulfilling thing for me. So... When these kids come up to uh, buy my merch and stuff like that, I want to make sure that although like there's different aspects of wrestling where I need to be more adult oriented at times and whatnot, mm-hmm. I still want to be able to be someone that these kids can look at and appreciate them and that the parents will be happy if they say like, hey, pretty boy smooths my role model or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I even I even get pictures of kids that are showing me when they win like wrestling tournaments and I didn't even wrestle in high school and, and middle school or anything like that. And then I remember vividly, like, uh, I like to go to the movies a lot by myself. Like, that's kind of like my my peace time, you could say. And I was having a really bad day, and I had just went to the – I was going to the movies. Like, my shoes were muddy. You know how airy it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking like myself. And, like, these, these kids just run up to me because they know who I am, and they just start talking to me and stuff. And it changed that – it changed my mood instantly. And then it made me realize, like, hey, like, somebody's always watching me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm under that, that telescope, and this is the profession I chose, so I'm always going to be under that telescope. So I might as well just enjoy it and do things the right way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, some great things going on there. Um, so <laughs> Ed, so Dutters was worried. Of course, we're all buddies with Dutters here. Yeah. She's done an episode of this about social media. So she she left me some questions because she was worried I wasn't going to have enough questions for you today. <laughs> so I, I promised her I'd ask a couple of them right, while let's... we have you here. Uh, so she says, uh, and you already answered the one because she was she was talking about that that struggling about being a, a badass and edgy yeah. and, and working on that and still being a role model at that point. I mean, you can kind of be an edgy role model at some point, right? Well, yeah, because I feel like the world right now just wants more authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody is perfect. I'll never pretend that I am perfect. And the social media kind of lends to that too. Yeah, especially Twitter because like I I was I tried to be very. 2006 fed guy with it you know um i thought it was black and white but it's not Mm -hmm. and in this world like the rules apply till they don't and that demographic of wrestling fans is like 18 to 35 and those guys like car crashes not smooth rides (laughs) so it's just a matter of knowing how to win the game without fully playing it yeah say yeah so i'm kind of just being my authentic self and hoping that works out for the best you just have your car crashes in the ring yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I'm very selective with the things I do. <laughs> and that's it's one thing you really lend to very visual things. I mean, the the image I, I threw together real quick for for this interview. Oh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a great one where you were uh, you had four guys on you in the in the rumble uh, up there in Erie, and and just kind of blew them all up. And, and and everybody's in a blur. You're in there, like I mean, there's there's you know I'm always looking for those gifts and those imageries when I'm doing the editing. I'm gonna and, give you credit because that might be a shirt one day. What? I might have to make that into a shirt. Oh, just the... Uh, that the, image is awesome. Now we need you because I know one thread that came up and I saw this on Twitter. Uh, it was like you were somebody saying about you powering up Saiyan style. And then oh, yeah. Daniel Eads, who comes out in Dragon Ball gear, was completely doing the same thing earlier that night. Yeah, I'd be making jokes about it, but Keith Lee got that. He He's the, the super Saiyan god. He calls himself oh, geez, something yes. like that. He's, yeah. a, he's a real life damn Saiyan. Yeah, he got stuff that. Stuff he's doing down there. He got that, man. <laughs> Um, he's yeah. So uh, yeah, he's definitely over nine thousand, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Dutter's ass. As a, I think as, this is a fellow tall person question. Oh, uh, what's it like to spend so much time in a car? Um, depends on the car you have. That's right. Now I'm lucky. Both my cars have been comfortable. Like my Chrysler 300, I had a lot of space in. Uh, my Sonata actually has a lot of space in it. And I've slept in that car a few times. Jeez. The heating works. It's great, honestly. Um, but when I'm driving back from St. Louis or Tennessee, it's kind of strenuous. But, you know, it's just paying your dues, I guess. It's part of the game. And at some point, those those rides are going to turn into flights. So That's right. That's yeah, right. That's the plan. Hopefully, I get leg room, get the exit seat maybe or something like that. Oh, yeah. That's the game. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. That's the game. <laughs> Um, as I asked in the chat room, they said, you got any plans for going down to WrestleMania weekend in Florida? I know that, you know, Hey, everybody's going down there, finding a spot down there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down there. I'm booked for two shows. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a, for the culture with game changer wrestling. Nice. It's, um, I believe Friday at 11 AM mm-hmm. that, that week. And I'm doing, um, <laughs> but have you ever done a wrestling show that early? No. <laughs> at least you're not like there's like a. Like, I've done a 2 p.m. but never a 2 p.m. Okay, yeah. all right. But there's so much running down there that like you got to get the right slots when you can. Oh, so. absolutely. And then AIW runs the the midnight before that. Or by the, the way, day. Thunder in Paradise, I really appreciate it as a show name down there. 
Hey, John Thorne comes up with the best ideas, man. He I comes love up it. with the stuff, man. I love it. He does. He just booked Ice Train for it. And <laughs> when people find out who he's wrestling, they're going to be excited. You know, uh-huh. It's going to be dope. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm booked for uh, the Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is this? Where did this come from? Oh, God. I, I, I got to find the right words for this. <laughs> this is one of those uh, blur the line moments. Okay. So um, I post a lot of pictures, uh, shirtless. Some people call them thirst traps or whatever. And um, <laughs> there's a wrestler. Her name is Faye Jackson. Mm-hmm. And she's very um, outspoken with uh, her, I, I don't know, her, <laughs> her sexuality, I guess. Okay, I okay. I don't know what word to use for that. <laughs> like she's very, and then she she, she made a joke about, um, wanting a Royal Rumble style match with guys wearing gray sweatpants. So, um, I mean, if you don't get the uh, analogy with that, I don't think it's my place to tell you. No, no. Uh, so, go, uh, go go Google it. Yeah, go Google it. <laughs> so anyway, um, a promoter reaches out to her and actually has like a venue and stuff and like books. the sh- She books the show like it's it's actually happening. And uh, I was making jokes with one of the fans or friends with that. uh she uh, does, like, photography for Limitless Wrestling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a video came up of me, like, jumping rope back in the day. It was actually, like, a two-year-old video. But I just happened to not be wearing, like, compression shorts. So I'm like, whatever. And she posts the video on Twitter. And it gets, like, 5,000 views. <laughs> and then Faye capitalizes on this. It just says I'm booked for the show. <laughs> And I'm just confused because, like, I could post regular wrestling content and nothing happens. I'll get, like, 400 views. But this comes out and it just blows up. So it's just, you know. This is a teachable moment. Yeah. (laughs) About crash courses and smooth rides. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, if it leads to a booking and helps me with my career, I'm not going to say no, you know. It is what it is. I think the, the fun thing about Mania is hearing, okay, what kind of crazy shows were like Effie's big gay bash is happening or yeah. or this br- like pancakes and, and and body slams or something is another show I've seen um, or whatever the hell Blackcraft did last year. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's just like that wild like what kind of messed up uh, Joey Janela's spring break is a yeah. classic example. And uh, it, it's it's kind of interesting. To, and now you're part of one of those hopefully classic moments from the outside of WrestleMania WrestleMania experience. Well, I mean, to face credit, like. She is always going to be herself. And yeah. People respect her oh, yeah, for her authenticity. And I just love the fact that she was able to make something big come out of that, like mm-hmm. created an event out of it that like got some people bookings that may have not had bookings down there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So overall, it's great. And she's donating money to Planned Parenthood. Nice. So I'm I'm with it. Like, it's cool. Like, you know. <laughs> have you been a part of the WrestleMania weekend situation? Um, I've I've wrestled for uh, last year. I did AIW mm-hmm. when I had the absolute championship. That was their first year down there, right? Yeah. Okay. I did that, and um, I in did, New York. Yeah, and I got to see my family, which was dope. Nice. So I did that, and I did. I had a little spot at uh, Black Label. Okay. And that was pretty much it. So I was there, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But this this year, I'm going to be down there with everybody, and it's away from like everyone else. So like, I have to be part of the festivities or whatever may have you. So. That's Should be awesome. cool. 
That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It, it is a cool thing that happens there. And I love that it's kind of spreading too. Like it seems like Royal Rumble's becoming a, a micro version of that. The Summer Slams, the uh, Survivor Series weekends and everything. So, hey, yeah. it's a lot of opportunity to showcase, like look at all this indie wrestling. Absolutely. If you just if you showed up for uh, Roman Reigns, oh, hey, there's this over here. And it's just, I, I think I was there for when it started with WrestleCon at like 29 yeah. and to see it grow so big. Um, and just, and WWE doesn't stomp on it. That's well, good yeah, too. Like some careers are made down there. Oh, absolutely. Like, like when PCL wrestled Walter, that was the first time oh, I had yeah. seen him. And it, it like, he blew up after that, you know, so it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Um, let's see. <laughs> Uh, Dutters, uh, Dutters, uh, this is apparently an ongoing thing. She wants me to ask every wrestler they have on if they're part of uh, MV Young's Polly Kelp now. <laughs> Honestly, I need I, to get him on to talk about that. Well, yeah, because I don't know much about him. Like, I recently just met him. He seems like a cool dude. Oh, yeah. But I don't know how, how I feel about cults, man. Like, I don't I, think he's using the ring light right. I, I'm having a problem with that. I'm like, I shouldn't see the ring light, right? And then he just like... I, I, I thought he was doing like a little Zoolander thing. Yeah. I don't know. Lee Moriarty thought it was a, thought it was a Tron disc. But I'm sorry. I don't, I don't listen to nothing that Lee says. Don't listen, <laughs> Lee does not know what he's talking is about. <laughs> Lee is terrible. Lee actually thought that the PB stood for peanut butter. And as a dude that listens to hip-hop music and gets all the <laughs> nicknames I don't understand. So Lee's new Let's name see, is I, Lemon. His name is Lemon. That's what we call him from so now. I understand me not getting that. but yeah. uh... <laughs> And he's staying with me in Tampa. Yeah. So just know I'm about to troll his ass oh the my entire God. Can week. we just like film a reality show around 100%. YouTube? 100%. Please. Just, 100%. Just we'll send someone. He's going to be on TikTok and everything. Oh, jeez. He has no choice. No, no. <laughs> oh geez uh he had a hell of a weekend too yeah. but uh awesome hey pb so tell me uh, anybody interested in what's going on um where other than wrestlemania weekend we talked about where are you generally showing up uh in the near future um i have revenge coming up march 28th i have rise wrestling march 7th and i think the 22nd like the, he's running two shows yeah yeah um next weekend i'm in cleveland ohio for aiw mm-hmm um, Razor Ramon's going to be there, so that's nice. going to be a big event. Um, I got some stuff coming up in Indiana that I can announce when it comes up and good. things like that. Good. So, so you're getting around a good bit. Yeah, making my rounds. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And where can people find you online? Uh, the Twitter is at pb underscore fresh to death. The number two. Um, my Instagram is pb underscore smooth. That's where you can find all my thirst traps and stuff like that. <laughs> And, and uh, the vibes videos are still up there, right? So, uh, uh, well, yeah, like I did like one year Monday vibes. And yeah, then I did the scholarship this year, so like I'm going to keep switching things up, see what works best. Nice. Um, and yeah, those are the main. I mean, I have Facebook PB Smooth, but those are pretty much the the main things I have. And then there's two Smooth TV, my YouTube channel, but I gotta make some updates to that. There you go. I know we were talking about your video editor a little bit before the show. Oh, yeah. We got to so work on that. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. Hey, always, it's always great to see. That's the one thing I've loved in the last couple of years is seeing so much positivity in professional wrestling. Like, I don't know what is what the thing is that's triggered this, but here in Pittsburgh and abroad, it just seems like it's exploded and, and people are done with the negative shit. And I love this stuff. And thank you for being a part of that. 
Thank you, and happy Black History Month. There you go. There <laughs> you go. I think we do have you featured on the channel a little bit, so stay tuned for that on Indie Wrestling US YouTube and Facebook, too. Sweet. So, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, again, follow PB Smooth, doing some great things up there. Um, and, and we have a news article over on PittsburghWrestling.com linked from that Go Erie article talking more about uh, what's PB going on there. PB provides scholarship. There you go. And uh, is there anybody, anybody can help out or donate to that or anything? Yeah, you can donate to it. Um Give me one second. I can bring it up. It's we, can, like, we can throw the link in the in the. Oh yeah. Text. Um. So if you go on the Mercyhurst website, there's a link to to give, and then when you hit other, you type in like the scholarship name. Mm-hmm. It's called the PB Provides Scholarship Fund. Um. You can donate whatever you want. A hundred percent of the money goes there. I don't see any of it. I don't ask what you donate because, quite frankly, it's none of my business. This is for somebody that needs it to go to school. Mm-hmm. And to help them in that department, which is why I never did any shirts or asked to do any fundraising or anything like that. So if you want to donate, you can. If not, you know, uh, just share the link. Maybe somebody else will. And thanks for all the support. All right. Thanks a lot, PBC. And thank you guys for tuning in here. Uh, please, if you're just catching this, uh, subscribe. You can find Indie Mayhem Show or the Wrestling Mayhem Show Super Feed over on your iTunes or wherever uh, you get your podcasts uh, so you don't miss an episode of these interviews and the shows that we're doing with the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Please support Indie Wrestling. And please uh, support PBC. Oh. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.